grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word for this morning from John 21. Children, do you have any fish? A little later, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. This is our word for this morning. You may be seated. All right, let's see if you're paying attention. Happy Easter! Ah, there is hope for Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. <laughs> We're talking about living in that hope, the hope for the resurrection. Uh, but who here has an opportunity two weeks ago, two weekends ago, to uh, join the myriads upon myriads or the thousands upon thousands that gathered in worship centers all over the world uh, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday? Did you, did you have an opportunity to do that? Was it a glorious Music-filled, just uh, amazing day for you. I, I, I pray it was. Um, apart from the celebration that we're having here uh, in our sanctuary, celebrating the life and work of many men and women who've dedicated their lives to our amazing Lord and Sir, Savior uh, with the music and, Lord, this all you get the todayums. Um If you would look around, though, it doesn't much look like we just celebrated Easter two weeks ago, does it? Not as many flowers, not as many decorations. Maybe the butterfly kind of gives it away, the spring colors and the spring life there. But the reality is, is life catches up with us pretty quick. Even though we just got done celebrating the, the greatest of holidays of all Christian holidays. If it wasn't for Easter... Every other Christian holiday would be absolutely meaningless. And so the, the beautiful thing that we have as Christians is to be able to gather and celebrate that, that good news. But have you been suffering from the post-Easter, the post-Easter blues? Who here remembers Easter Sunday? We sang the song, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. And actually, five days after that, we sang it at a funeral that we had here. And those words talking about the promise of the resurrection and, and the fact that Jesus does indeed live washed over and provided words of comfort to a family that was hurting. Folks, Jesus is alive. Do you believe that? He's alive. And he did come to bless us with his love and to help us in our time of need. We get to celebrate the Easter resurrection every day. So that makes this day a glorious day, just like Easter Sunday was. Right? Christ is risen. Amen. You know that's true even for Mondays? The hope that we have in the resurrection? But you know, I think there's a reason why the scriptures record a story like we have uh, in John 21, um, where we find the disciples, after hearing the greatest news of all time, actually seeing Jesus, that he is alive, being sent to Galilee, finding themselves waiting, not sure what to do next. And so Peter, one who's not much for sitting around, says, I'm going fishing, and six other disciples says, we'll go with you. Now, if that event was meant to cheer them up, it didn't help much because they labored all night long, going back to their former profession, using all of their expertise, and they were stymied, skunked, no fish, only to have, once again, an encounter with somebody on the shore telling them, children, 
Did you catch any fish? And you know, the Bible actually tells us what their response was. No. Can you imagine? I mean, after working all night long, going back to all of your talent, all of your expertise, only to be skunked, to have someone standing on the shoreline saying you're a failure or pointing out your failures, and then to have the gall to say, throw the net on the starboard side or the right side of the boat and you'll find something. And they did. And then instantly, the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John, goes to Peter, it's, it's, it's the Lord. And Peter gets himself dressed because he wants to go see Jesus again and he jumps into the water. He doesn't want to wait for the boat to get to the shore. He, he just goes, impetuous as he is, and goes to see Jesus. And then the boat and the disciples and all the fish are following right behind. It's not the first time that this has happened to the disciples. It's actually recorded in the scriptures twice like this, where they're out fishing. They catch nothing. Jesus says, throw the net to the right side, and you'll catch something. And then after the first time, we're told that Jesus, after a sermon, says, I'm going to make you to be fishers of men. Well, why is it a second time in the scriptures? Because Jesus is saying the mission is still the same. You are still fishers of men or humankind. So it's through this miracle, Jesus is basically saying, you're going to continue to fish for others. You're going to continue to use the, the, the net of the gospel, the, the good news of Jesus being alive and risen from the dead, conquering sin, death, and, and all of the devil's schemes, and, and using that news to change and transform lives in a very real way. Now let me ask you, it's been about 2,000 years since all that happened. Has the mission changed? No, it hasn't. We, we still have the same mission. We still have the same job. Jesus empowering us, the church. We, we don't exist for ourselves. We don't, this isn't a country club, all right? This isn't a members-only thing. This, we exist to get the word out about Jesus, and to see lives touched and transformed. And I was reminded of that just Thursday as about a hundred of us from four, at least four different congregations in this community plus community leaders gathered on the lawn of City Hall and we, we held up our nation and our community in prayer. You see, we don't exist for ourselves as a congregation. We exist to get the word out about Jesus Christ. That's our mission. That's our, that's our role and it's a beautiful thing. Sure, we, we gather here. As, as Lutheran Christians, we gather here to, to hear God's word and, and to be fed and, and nourished with the holy sacraments and strengthened in our faith. To be reminded of forgiveness and, and the life that God has given us. But, but we don't stay here. We're out there ministering to a world that desperately needs to hear about Jesus. And, and, and the best way that I can describe this is I was talking with someone about a week ago. I was getting ready for a retreat up north with our Stephen ministers, and they said, Pastor, we're, we're living in a, in a Good Friday world. Well, what does that mean? We're living in a world that's filled with lies and deceit and abandonment and mockery and lust for power and lust for other things. And, and boy, haven't we seen that played out over and over again through our media screens as they're coming into our homes lately. And, and you, it, you get to the point where you're just numb to all of it. 
But here's the deal. We're living in a Good Friday world, but we're Easter people. We have the hope beyond hope. We have hope of the resurrection. We have hope of Christ. And that's good news for us. You see, this life is tough, and, and for some, it looks like it just ends in, in, in a tragic death. But, but that's not the, the reality that we have. You see, life doesn't end in death. Rather, death ends in, in life, eternal life. Right? Christ is risen. Yeah, he is. And yes, we still live in a Good Friday world. And I, and I don't want to minimize the fact that some of you are going through some pretty tough stuff right now. Sorrow and, and mourning and, and grief and loss. But here's the reality. That's going to continue. You're going to be lied to still. You're going to be mocked, especially for your Christian faith. There's still going to be lust for power. There's still going to be a clamoring after things that are meaningless that want to lead you away from God. And, and that battle is going to be happening all around us, but the challenge is it's going to be happening inside of us also. Until that time when, when Jesus comes and, and takes all of us to be with him in paradise. But, but here's the encouragement that Jesus gives us through the scriptures. If you remember, on Easter Sunday, there were, two, there were ladies that went to the, the tomb to, to see Jesus. And there was an angel there that says, why are you looking for the living among the dead. And, and that's words for us. Why, why do we look for fulfillment in things that, are, that do not matter? Why do we look for life and sinful things that really lead to our demise? No. We, we look for the things that are eternal and fulfilling in, in Christ Jesus. We don't need to go after those things that want to lead us from him. We're Easter people. And we can live in forgiveness. And we can encourage others in that same forgiveness that Jesus showed when he hung on a cross. Good Friday. And then he won for us on Easter. Here's the beautiful thing. In in, in just a little bit, we are going to celebrate milestones, major milestones of people who have hit... Uh, different areas in ministry. Some celebrating five, some celebrating 40 plus years of ministry. Some saying, uh, it's time for this chapter of my life uh, to come to a close. I'm retiring, yet I I know I'm still going to be used by God. And if I were to ask any one of those individuals, men or women for Christ, are you worthy of standing up here? They would probably to a person say no. Because they recognize that they are sinful human beings and they need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, just like I need Jesus Christ and just like you. But you see, God uses us, people, human beings, people that, yes, we make mistakes, people that, yes, we are sinners, because we, we get it. We know we've been forgiven, and we want to live in that forgiveness. And that's the call that Jesus places on all of us. He's saying to you, community of believers, He's saying to you, St. Lawrence, I love you. I died for you. You are forgiven. You will be my witnesses. I'm using you to touch the lives of 5,000 people here in this area and then beyond. With your own talents and abilities and wiring, you're going to be able to do that. 
Now, we had the example how we don't depend just on our talents, wiring, and abilities because when the disciples did that, they came up short. It was Jesus who used that to work a miracle. Jesus is going to use you and your words and your abilities through the power of the Holy Spirit and touch and transform lives. He takes the pressure off. And and this is where we have this in Isaiah. He says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and the purpose for which I want it to achieve. That takes the pressure off, St. Lawrence. We get to be a people that wants to show by word and deed how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. We want to live in the Easter hope. We want to live with the excitement of the good news, which is the fact that Christ is risen. And so I'm going to encourage you to think a little outside the box from here on out. When you have a chance to maybe encounter someone here, have some fun at Kroger, all right? When someone comes up and says hi, go, happy Easter. You know what's going to happen? They're going to look at you strange. They're going to look at you different. But folks, you're strange. You're different. You're a new creation created by Christ to do the works that he's given you to do. You're strange. You're living a life of hope when, when people don't have it. You, you have the, the promise of forgiveness when people don't understand it. You have Christ. And if we have Christ... Every day that we have on this side of paradise is glorious. Sure, there's going to be hard days, but we have the risen Christ dwelling within us. So guess what? Easter was an amazing event. What does that make today? Are you listening? Glorious. What does that make tomorrow, Monday? You don't believe me. Here's the truth. If death could not diminish the power of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, if he conquered that and burst forth from the tomb on Easter morning, full glory, full power, all authority and might, if that could not diminish Christ's power, death, well, neither can time. We have the same power of the risen Christ dwelling within us 2,000 years after the events of Easter And it's going to be the same power that's going to carry us into the future as we look forward to what God is going to do through this community, this congregation, and beyond. Why is that? Because Christ is risen. Amen. Amen. Before I pronounce a blessing, I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice how there was uh, an increase in, in volume as we got through the sermon with the Christ has risen piece? There was more and more hope and encouragement as we're going out. And it's in the spirit of that hope and encouragement, the risen Christ, that I pray you go out and use your gifts all to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and your life in the risen Lord. Amen. You may be seated.